What's going on versus community? It's your boy Cell, along with my co-host. Big Byron in the building. All right, so we're back again for another preview. But first, definitely want to make sure, uh, in case you didn't hear the live stream of uh, Pro versus Con of uh, Band and Mimic, shout out to Carlos and Team Attack for uh, for hosting that event. Uh, definitely had a good time with that. Hopefully, that'll be a regular thing that can uh, that can happen. We know we got a lot of uh, yep. So shout out to Carlos and Team Attack. Hopefully, we can get more podcasts like that from those guys. Uh, Carlos was a great moderator. Um, definitely appreciated being able to have that type of podcast. And uh, you look in forums in the uh, versus group. Looks like they'll be doing another one soon. Talking about Iceman. Um, so like I said, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to Mr. Ben. You know for for being there to state state his side of the the field. You know, and uh, glad we was able to have uh, a good discussion as far as not just Proverse Con for Outriders, but also um, what to look forward to if a moderator, not a moderator, but if a game organizer has the power to ban MCs, you know, it'll really be saying, hey, what are we what are we going to be looking forward to, you know, so. Um, like I said, we'll see how uh, how that goes moving forward into the future. Uh, once again, also you know, re- wishing Ryan the best. You know, we really hope that uh, Vegas Regional, you know, goes off and and hits some serious numbers and really shows that you know Versus is here to stay for a while. You know, uh, any thoughts about the um, the live stream, Vern? I thought it was awesome, man. Um, I enjoy listening to it. Wish I could have been a part of it, but I understand you know, the situation. Uh, it was enjoyable just listening to you all have a debate in a you know friendly manner. And you know we're all grown men and, and women here, so we should be able to have disagreements about things while talking about serious issues in the game. So it was just enjoyable to be able to to hear you all do that, and you know. Even though we don't agree, they made some good points about some things. It was, you know, it was nice to hear people's uh, side of things. Uh, ultimately, uh, shout out to, like you said, Carlos and Team Attack. I think this is a really good angle for them to jump back into the podcast game. Uh, it's different, and it, it it gives them something to do other than just talking about previews and things because you know that's kind of covered now, basically. Right. So. You know, I think this is an awesome way for them to get back in and, you know, maybe it won't be an every week thing, but it'll be something that they can do that can add to the content that's being put out, you know, over the little small airways that we do. Uh, also, uh, I just hope people get out of it what we wanted them to get out of it, which is understanding the way Team Apex approaches the game, uh, the way we view competition, and uh, if they really look at it, it, that mindset is how we are, have been having success. So, uh, you know, they may not agree with it, but at least understand, you know, where we're coming from with it. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe look into trying something like that, you know, trying that mindset yourself and see where it takes. Definitely. It's been working for us for a while now. So, yep. yeah. So um, now it's been an interesting week last week. Not only do we get a preview, but we finally, 
finally got the format, which of course is what everybody was looking for. You know, it's like waiting for your your UDE check. Like, where's my check at? You know, and and finally. Speaking of right, <laughs> right. Where's my check? Yeah. So, like I said, <laughs> finally got these formats, and I got plenty to say about these formats, definitely. So, but um, let's go ahead and get into uh, the previews. So let's see, see, because I read over these cards, and I got I got some thoughts about these cards, but uh, let's take it one by one, and see how we do. So. What'd you say? Sales thoughts. Right. <laughs> so um we got the um the blog, friendly neighborhood card preview. You don't want any part of this or do you? So first preview, Mysterio, six drop, villain. Keep in mind this is still for the photo set. This is for Spider Man's uh photo set that's coming out. Um six drop Mysterio, villain, flight range five nine, one health. Keyword, we need maximum damage. At the start of your build phase, you may put a character with hologram from your hand onto your side. I thought this was an interesting ability, but I think because of the damage that Photo does, I don't know if this is going to be able to work. You're going to exchange your six drop? I mean, there's a lot of solid six drops out there. You're going to exchange it for this dude, one health? I mean, Groot alone is is taking up a six drop spot easy, you know. So, like I said, let alone Red Skull. Red Skull's ability is better than this, you know. So, like I said, um, I'm meh on on Mysterio. So, how you how you feeling about Mysterio so far? All right. So here's here's my thoughts on Mysterio. Um, first of all. As you already mentioned, Photo Universe hits hard. Uh, the aggro decks in Photo, they pretty much clear your field out every time. So, also, this card is so late. It's a six cost, you know, a six cost character. So, you, if you put him out there on six, right, and then you got to wait, you got to keep him alive. You got to go to the next turn for him to put out something on turn seven mm-hmm. and I guess so I guess if you keep them alive you drop something from you know the hologram pile for free which and, and they are oversized which we'll you know we'll see later right me I guess you play like ego or you know whatever it is you're playing I mean that's massive that's that's a that's a big swing in power mm-hmm. um but you need a lot to go right first of all if you're playing against you know like an all win deck it's a chance you're not even getting past turn six. You probably already if did. Man against the arrow deck, it's a chance you aren't getting past turn six. You probably already so, did. Right. So you setting up for this guy. That means you need because you need to have the cards in your hand as well. Mm-hmm. You need to have the hologram cards in your hand. So this it's like this huge commitment to get this guy to do something on turn seven in a in a in a format as aggressive as this. I don't know, bro. <laughs> worse, worse yet. Know. Here, here's worse yet. A negative for the card. Molder is a beast, and admittedly, we were extremely humbled 
by how ridiculously good Mulder is. If you have a situation where you don't have any support characters out and you can play Mulder for free, Mysterio is preventing that from happening. And Mulder is definitely in contention to be one of the best seven drops up there with Ego. So now it's like, do I want this dude even out because he's hindering my ability to play Mulder? You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm like, I don't know if I want this dude out. Because if I can, if I'm going to sit back and say, okay, I'm going to pay the seven and play Mulder, fine. I'm going to go ahead and pay the seven, play Mulder. And just like you said, I'm going to play a hologram character for free. Okay, so now I got Mysterio out, my main character out, Mulder and a hologram. Okay, that's an instant advantage in Swarm. But like you said earlier, if I got an alt-win deck, I don't care. I legit don't care. Mulder's a threat because he's ripping stuff from my deck. You know? And, and what? And my hand. Which found out found that trash out from Bert. So I don't, I don't see how this is going to be working in, like I said, Mysterio's favor. The way it really works is if you have a way to be extremely aggressive and still be able to put this out at the same time. And the only way that will... The only MC so far I see this possibly working with is um uh, is uh, Vulture. Because Vulture probably isn't playing Mulder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with him being able to keep himself alive with his secondary power, mm-hmm. okay, maybe, you know, that'll help him with his comeback game. But can Vulture be aggressive, though, at the beginning of the game? Don't know. You know, I don't know. Right. So, you know, it's like, I don't know if you could pull this off. Uh, maybe Spider-Man can pull it off. Because, you know, he gets ridiculous after he levels. Maybe right. He gets so big. all that trash out. You know, throwing all that trash out with Mysterio might be of worth, but is that worth more than maybe having Groot out there? Mm-hmm. So that if somebody does find a way to take him down, he can say that wound. I mean, right. I don't know. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if it's good, but it's interesting. And it'll also depend on what all the holograms do. You know, so... Okay. um so to, to move on to the hologram card, the first hologram card that they gave us was Earth Elemental uh, Villain, five cost, 10, 10, one health. He has uh, two keywords, one of a kind, obviously just one of these card in the deck. Uh, hologram, green hologram. When a character with a green superpower appears on an enemy side, stun Earth Elemental. That's whack. Because, because I'm like, just just a character with a superpower appearing is stunning a character. I get I get that this dude is overpowered, but he ain't but two turns away from from ego. You know what I'm saying? He ain't but two turns away from the eight drop. So I don't see him being that big of a threat. Obviously, you want to play him for free with Mysterio, but now it's on turn seven, where ego was a threat anyway. Now you play him on turn five, where he's ten ten. Okay, cool. Maybe you can get some swings in. Because if he can stay alive and then Groot can back him up, you know what I mean? And you can give the wound to Groot and he can still stay out. And then I can play Mysterio and get Mysterio blocked to play another elemental. I can start swarming the field. And even then, it still may be too late. 
I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling. I, mean, I look at it like this. So it's turn five. Let's say I don't have any other five cost character. I got this huge hologram that you can stun just by playing somebody with a brain. Mm-hmm. So I put this ten ten guy out there. I mean, nobody's really taking this dude down at this point, right? Um, at least as far as photo is concerned. Mm-hmm. So you know that's good, especially considering a photo half the time whatever you put out there ain't going past one turn anyway, right? But so then my thought process is okay. So who has a green superpower on six or five? Nobody comes and to mind off the bat. Nobody comes to mind. The only green people I could think of off the top of my head is Killian and uh, Claw. Okay, so nobody's playing Claw. And most likely, well, I won't say most likely because considering a lot of people aren't playing five drops, uh, somebody might be willing to drop a, a Killian and, and you know something else on five. Right. Wish that, that would suck. Right. Because now, because not only are they dropping, you know, getting rid of your fire, they playing killing and making somebody big. So, uh, yeah, I see the only real benefit to this card is if it's dropped as a hologram. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got like you like we said, if you got Mysterio on six, you keep him face up. You drop this dude out for free on five. I mean, on seven, and you drop Ego on seven. Okay, I mean, yeah, I can see that being a problem. Yeah, that's an instant wall. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's, then you get back to the whole it's Mysterio good thing. Right. <laughs> and we don't have, we don't really have an answer to that right now. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, and then we, we uh, from what the blog is telling us, we got three other elementals to go. And I'm sure they'll be covering, you know, yellow, blue and, and uh, yellow, blue and red, you know, as far as what is it? Fire, air and water. You know, the four elementals that was in uh, Far From Home. So, um, like I said, we'll see what those other ones are. I really don't want them to be. I Hopefully, they'll be completely different because, at least with stats, because I don't want them to all just say one of a kind, red hologram, yellow hologram, blue hologram. You know, hopefully, they'll be have different stats. One of them have multi-health thinking, got, you know, tough or something, you know. Um, so, like I said, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> What'd you say? That's it. Don't count on it. I know. I know. So they said so the next uh the next card we got is Edith. Edith is an equipment, zero cost hero equipment. Um keyword and a superpower. Keyword, of course, is Edith. Even dead, I'm the hero. You can only play this while Iron Man is in the KO pile. You know, so um, that, of course, is in reference to Stark dying and then uh, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) So then uh, the second ability, release kill vehicle, main power blue, strike an enemy character with drone with a drone with six attack, which is, of course, what happened in the movie. You know, he used Edith to accidentally call that drone. So this really is a poor man's uh, Chingadol, but it's still pretty good. Because striking somebody with six attack means, um, hey, I'm going to flip this blue 
and I'm a I'm a hit a character that I can't usually hit. That works. That works for me. I don't have to wait until you know to play a three cost that's not going to get me field advantage. Since this is free, that means I can play this and play a character like normal. You know, so um, and depending on the situation that you're in, uh, some some. Some MCs that are played need people to get stunned in order to uh, get XP. Because um, is that Crycheck that needs somebody to get stunned to get XP? He gets XP from MC getting stunned. Right. So whether it's him or another MC. Right. So this says strike an enemy character. Right. With the drone with six attacks. So he can do the striking and then save his greens for when somebody's attacking him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um I can I can see this working in a variety of ways. And I like how it says strike an enemy character because Edith can equal the playing field between, oh, I'm level one, I'm not big enough to actually do any damage. Let me equip this Edith for free, flip this tower, flip this this whatever. Uh, the Sokovia flipped this blue and now I can strike an MC because the average MC is already just even at their level 2 they're only going to be 6 defense anyway so um, I like Edith I like Edith a lot That that's a really good way to tip the scales in your favor especially when it comes to uh, um, early game especially when it comes to to somebody rushing you you know, that type of thing. Um, and when you think about it, one of the things I couldn't stand when, when stuff was happening with Outriders was there was sometimes there was no way for me to get to the back row. So sometimes you got people that's hiding their MC in the back row. Edith doesn't care. You can equip it. Boom. Strike them in the game. Give them another wound, whatever you need to do. And you also have situations where some MCs need something to happen. Somebody has to get stunned or plot twist has to get played, whatever it is, in order for them to get XP. But if either either can strike them and put them face down before they can get XP, whether they're hiding or not, that's to your advantage. Because now you can go ahead and strike them. You didn't waste a, an attack. And now you can go ahead and do whatever else you want to do. You know, you without without fear of, man, I got to time this out, but I'm going to give them XP and that's going to be problematic when they level up and, you know, all that type of stuff. So I, I like Edith. Edith can Edith reminds me of some Predator uh, equipments. Edith can really balance some things out for you. Uh, thoughts on Edith, Vern? Yeah, I got plenty of thoughts. Um, uh, first of all, uh, you don't want to miss out that... Um, in order for her to be equipped, it has to be Tony Stark and a KO Pile, you know, Iron Man and KO Pile, which means at the earliest, she's not getting out. You're not getting Edith out until turn three at the earliest. Um, so it's not like you can just drop it out there on turn one you mm-hmm. know, and start swinging at folks. But, um, you know, I, I've seen like in the, in, in the comments and in the Discord, I've seen some people like kind of clown this card. I'm like, how I don't get it. So from turn three onward for free, I right. can play an equipment 
and I can strike someone, which is basically an like an extra attack. It is an extra attack. I can yeah. strike so I'm basically paying a blue for an extra attack. Mm-hmm. Where nobody's getting stunned from it. Nobody can stop it. You know, okay, it's not a it's not an extremely strong attack, but it's strong enough where I can do damage. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a this is a card that can get by uh it's basically like having stealth in an attack. Mm-hmm. It's like having you you're avoiding ferocious. Yep. Boy, that would have been nice in midwinter. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it would have been nice at me a winter. Um which is uh very interesting considering some things have been banned. But anyway. Uh right. it, yeah, I, I really I'm really sure Outriders don't like this card. Yeah. I'm sure uh Killmonger hiding in the back doesn't like this card. Yep. Uh Grandmaster hates this card. Anything you, you're trying to save uh behind your MC. They hate this. They hate this card. You can take this card. You can take this card and just strike them, and you don't have to worry about uh, having to fly over anything or having to stealth do anything with Maria Hill if you don't have it. It's just another option yep. to get easy damage. How is that bad? And I and I understand that you might not be able to hit certain MCs at, at level two, but I mean in this universe, you're not really getting past seven defense until like turn five or six. Right. So this is a good card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, the uh I, I definitely see this 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 having some viability, especially with Alter Ego being out. And um not just Alter Ego, but um you don't even need Alter Ego if you got the two drop Tony Stark because you can play the four drop Iron Man um, with Tony Stark's ability because it'll have Swarm, so it won't be a clash there anyway. You know, so um, like I said, just being able to do that and then if you got a situation where you can rename, you know, your Tony Stark that's already on the field, even once that dude gets KO'd, you still have the ability to He'll be he'll be Iron Man Tony Stark. He'll be Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, in the KO pile. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Edith will definitely come in handy, especially like I said, all the stuff that you want to put in the back row that gives you benefits. You know, people put Red Skull in the back row, and granted, Red Skull is huge, but still, uh, people put Red Skull, Killmonger in the back row. They put. Um, to put uh, uh, Hella in the back row. You know, it's a lot of stuff that you want to sit back and put in the back row, especially before turn five. You know, Heimdall, you know, Goose. You know, I'm going to Goose somebody and then put them in the back row so you can't get to them. Nah, not this time. And I'm not wasting an attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Not this time. You know, so like I said, uh, I definitely see the benefits of Edith. I, I I instantly saw Edith was going to be a problem, you know. So now the last card that they gave us was uh, everywhere I go, I see his face. Villains plot twist, main main phase power. Uh, choose a character in an enemy KO pile and remove it from the game. Supporting characters with that name can't appear on an enemy side this game. 
That is a fantastic card. It's a problem, man. That is a fantastic, fantastic card. Because if somebody has discard and you discard your late game or something early and they use this card, that means, oh, I use um, I use Langley and you discarded a bunch of cards. Now I'm going to play everywhere I go. I see his face and keep you from playing Ego, keep you from playing Groot, keep you from playing Molder, from playing Odin, from playing Thanos, from playing Captain Marvel. It's It's a problem, dude. This card is a serious problem, you know. So, um, like I said, that is that that is just, and, and I think the only people who are immune to this is probably lone gunmen. Nope, I, they aren't immune. Why not? Because you can use this card to keep them from playing lone gunmen too, right? But what I'm saying is, you you power up, you got a lone gunman in the KO pile. Say you got Frohiki in the KO pile. Okay, you can still play Langley or Byers and then power up Frohiki, use Frohiki to power them up. He didn't, because it says supporting characters with that name can't appear on an enemy side this, this turn, this game. Okay. Whoever you use to power up didn't appear on that side. So, somebody may say, oh, you got Langley in the KO pile. I'm sick of discarding cards. I'm going to use everywhere I go, I see his face, so you can't play Langley anymore. I don't care. I'm going to just play Byers or Frohickey, power up with Langley, and still force you to discard cards. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to just do it that way. I don't. I can't see anybody else having an ability to circumvent that. You know? Oh, you played Scully. You healed somebody. I stunned Scully. She's in the KO pile. Everywhere I go, I see his face. You can't play any more Scullies. Okay, so now your capacity to heal has just diminished by 50%. Because you got Scullies and you got Groots. What'd you say? Speaking of Scully, man, this card makes her scary now. Oh, the MC. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, like I said, uh, this is going to be interesting. I I think this is a really powerful card. And because discard is a thing, especially deep throat, Mr. X, that uh, X rather, that type of thing, uh, I, I see this being problematic. Because not being able to, because now they, the now you have a KO pile interaction, and now I'm wondering, hey, would Rocket be valuable for you to get cards out of KO pile for this card to be played, you know, before this card gets played on you, you know? And on the flip side, I'm wondering if Rocket would be valuable if you got people who are discarding that, you you know, offensively, because now it's like, how many times can I play this card on somebody? You know, can I, I'm, I'm giving you the choice if I got Rocket to get either X or everywhere I go, I see his face out the KO pile. You know what I mean? Or Deep Throat and everywhere I go, I see his face to get out the KO pile. You know, so um, severely limited people's options is is terrible because like i said lone gunman loves this card lone gunman i'm a power up langley a bunch of times and now i'm gonna get rid of all your junk out of the ko pile or get rid of some significant stuff out the ko pile they catch one ego dude you might be ready to scoop they catch one ego one molder 
you know you can't play certain turns, you got no way to defend yourself. That's God, rough. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying the emotional content of it as far as knowing, hey, I got certain cards that I need to play on a certain turn and they've gotten rid of them. What do I do? You know, you don't do nothing. You take this L. <laughs> you know, it's like, especially early in the game with Langley. That's rough. That is a rough one. This is a really, really powerful card. And I hope people see how powerful some of this stuff is so that they can use it to their advantage when they go to Vegas. Because this this card is not messing around. Just like Alter Ego is not messing around. I think Alter Ego is more circumstantial. But everywhere I go, I see his face. I don't know, man. That That is... You got to discard. This is more circumstantial than Alter Ego because you can play Alter Ego as soon as you got duplicates or something in your hand. But... Everywhere I go, I see his face. People who use discard a lot, and now that discard is a thing, they're going to be using this easily, hands down. Yeah. The thing I like about this card and, you know, also Ego, which is kind of like the hero counterpart to this card. Mm -hmm. They're extremely powerful cards, but, uh, you know, like you said, they're circumstantial and they're kind of uh, as much usage as you can get out of the card. It's 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 real situational as far as maximizing its use, mm. unless you like really invest in making sure you get it. Like you know, maybe using uh something to search for it, mm-hmm. or searching for what you need in order to use it. So it's as powerful as it is. I don't think it's gonna be anything that's like breaking the game or anything like that. But uh, if you commit to it, you can really do some powerful interactions with this card. Oh, for sure, both of these cards. So, you know, I'm, I think it's a good decision to include this. I like it, man. It's, oh, yeah. The, the amount of decks you can build now in photo are, it's it's pretty substantial. Yeah, photo is a threat. Yeah. It's pretty substantial. Yeah. Yeah, so that wraps it up for the previews for these uh, four cars that we got. But that's not all, because we still got to talk about the feature formats that we finally got. So, um, so we got, uh, they let us know in the blog post about the feature formats for spring and summer that um, we still got tournaments coming up that will follow these formats. Because uh, Fantasium, Comics and Games in Washington, I think that's Seattle, they'll have uh, a regional in April. Paper Games in Oklahoma. I think that's with John Phillips because I think Patrick Murphy is running the thing in Washington. And John Phillips is running the joint in uh, Oklahoma in June. And then Gen Con, of course, is in August um, you know, at uh, at Gen Con. <laughs> right. Isn't it like the end of July into August? Yeah. Yeah, it's always the first weekend in August. So I think it's the 31st to the 2nd or the 30th to the 3rd or something like that. So, but uh, which format is it then? <laughs> right, it depends on what more what month it falls on. So we'll get to that in a second. And then Emerald City uh, Comics and Games is in Florida for September. So now, spring twenty twenty is the good versus evil format, which is feature format number seven. Good to know. So uh, the dates are April first, twenty twenty through June thirty first, twenty twenty. Rules 
bring a main character that has either good printed team affiliations at each of its levels or evil printed team affiliations at each of its levels. If you choose good, you can't include any card with an evil printed team affiliation in your deck, whereas any of your cards that start outside of the game. So looking at goblin, uh, looking at the demon goblins on that one. So you choose uh, good. Obviously, you can't play her, but you also got to make sure that whatever starts outside the game has to be of the same affiliation. Uh, equipment, locations, plot twists, and supporting characters without printed team affiliations can be in good decks or evil decks. Interesting. All other standard deck building rules apply, such as photographic and illustrated universe rules. So let's see here. Um, so that means we got supporting characters that don't have printed team affiliations can be in good or evil decks. Finally, right. finally a way to add some of these people that'll never get added. Because Simon Trask is a beast. That dude is fantastic. Just being being able to play him and KO somebody because they're not on the same team affiliation as your main, great. That is fantastic. Black Cat finally getting to see some shine again, great. Fantastic, finally. I think people are going to finally uh, play the Void just because they don't want to deal with Sentry. And now they have a way to put it in the deck, be it good or evil. I'd go for it. Because I don't want Sentry just sitting there blocking mess all day. Man, skip that trash. You know? Now, I ain't trying to <laughs> I ain't trying to sit back and match him down. How many times I gotta attack with match then to, to in order to get him down small enough for Gilgamesh to take him out or some junk, you know? I ain't going with that. I think you only gotta match him once for Gilgamesh. Still, I'm I'm just saying for anybody, for just somebody in general, you know. So I ain't, I ain't trying to deal with all that. But uh, all of the standard deck building rules apply, so they got a list here of all you know the good and evil illustrated teams and good and evil photographic teams. Huh, that's interesting. It's uh, four evil teams as photographic and three evil teams as uh, uh, four evil teams for photographic and three good teams as photographic. So that's interesting. So Hopefully, we'll be able to live stream some of our testing that we do. But good versus evil is still a pretty open format. That is a really, really open format. But like Dawson mentioned, um, that means the Trinity is back. And it means Outriders is back. You know. <laughs> We're back. Yep. They're back. So that's something that... uh they going to have to figure out over there in uh, Oklahoma as far as what they want to do. Because, uh, yeah, Patrick Patrick uh, Murphy and uh, uh, John Phillips, they're going to have to figure it out. Because, <laughs> like I said, we getting the, the all all the degenerate decks is going to be in, in play. Uh, fortunately, Mimic is going to be somewhat neutered, you know. But uh, all them degenerate well, decks. Very neutered. Right, yeah. All that degenerate <laughs> mess. It's it's gonna be all be in play, you know. Even uh, just in a cursory glance at this, I realized that some of the best MCs that you play usually needs an opposing uh, affiliation, opposing um, uh, 
um, you you use the the evil people in the deck, but you got a good MC or vice versa. You know, like how you use X twenty three, but now X twenty three has Vicky Hand. Well, Vicky Hand can't go in the X twenty three deck now. You know, you got Kingpin, but uh, Kingpin uses uh, uh, sometimes he's using uh, what you call it to ramp, but you can't you can't use her now. Uh, Man, Valkyrie, you know. What about Valkyrie? Kingpin uses Valkyrie. Oh, that too. Yeah. To, so to keep replaying, you know, to get his feel huge, and that's mm. gone now. Yep. Yep. So I think this is a good format to really, I think a lot of people, I think the easiest thing to do is probably going to just be to do mono for some of this stuff. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Mono, this opens up. Uh, a lot of the teams that have good mono builds simply because you're being forced to play either good and evil. Okay, I'm being forced to play either good and evil. Might as well just so let me play team. mono and give me access to these powerful mono cards then. Dude. Uh, Stand together still ain't seen enough shine, if you ask me. Now, Unwavering Loyalty was up there, you know, for a while because uh, – Yo, Venom was wrecking shop and other model decks was wrecking shop, but I don't think Stand Together has gotten enough shine for me. It hasn't. Not to me. No, it hasn't. I agree. Yeah. Um, I look at the format, man. I'm like, you know, this is the most open format since um, Singularity. Easily. Mm-hmm. I think the only MCs that get knocked out is like Emma Frost and Trask and death. Other than that, I think you can pretty much play anybody. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, it's really it's really difficult to say, you know, who's definitely at the top. Uh, you know, people will jump right to Outriders, but Illustrated no. has Illustrated has a lot of answers for Outriders. Uh, yeah. Both in MC, SC, and plot twist form. So yeah, they got a ton. Um, a ton. It's a it's a lot of answers for them. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the outriders aren't good. They will be good, but it's not it's not that simple. It's just drop outriders. As far as um the Trinity is concerned, eh? <laughs> I don't know if you want to play Thor and and uh, Mystique in this situation. Right, you know? right. I think Dark Phoenix can still hang, but I don't think she's. Invincible either. Nah, so. I mean she can hang because she got seven health. But right. I mean even that, and that, ramping. that, yeah, that's in the ramping. Yeah, but even that's getting kind of old because so many people can see through it. You know. Yeah. And I think Thor is gonna be. I think Thor may be a little too slow, and that's one of the things that John Phillips was saying. You know, it's it's other characters that can get the job done faster than he can. You know. Not John Phillips. Uh, we interviewed Smallwood. Okay, so um, I wouldn't really try Mimic either because you know most of <laughs> most of his good effects have been taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know some of these. I mean, he might. Let's just put it like this: he would have to try something different. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that different thing would be. Right. So that being said, I haven't really looked into it either. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think that um I think there are I think that people should really expand their horizons. The field is so huge, it's almost impossible to, to test everything. I mean, it's just 
it's a massive field of MCs at this point. We're talking over hundreds, over a hundred MCs that you can look at. So, but I, you know, I would encourage people to look at as much as possible, not just yeah, jump in on the. YouTube. I mean, this is thirty-three teams. Yeah. This is 33 yeah. teams. And right. keep in mind, two of them we haven't even seen yet. And by this point, we'll have Fantastic Four, which means I think, um, you know, the next two months for March and April, we're getting the rest of the Spider-Man set. So if we get more MCs for Spider-Man, and Spider-Man already had bangers. They came with some heat. So filling that team out means that you got more competition. Um, hopefully, uh, I'm not sure when the X-Men set comes out because if we got Spider-Man for February, March, April, May, June, July, maybe, um, let's see, is May, June, July going to be Fantastic Four? It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. And whoever else. Frightful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why they didn't name the team Doom, I don't know. Because it's not Doom, man. We got to get into that. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about it. If they didn't bring Doom into this game, dude, I'm going to have a whole podcast of me pitching a freaking fit. We got to talk about it, man. You ain't going to like what I had to say about it. (laughs) Doom needs to be in this game. Naming this team frightful <laughs> is not encouraging. Let's talk about the next format, man. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let that let it ride for now. So Gen Con format. This is what we're looking at. So let's see Gen Con in August and Emerald City in uh, September. This is what's going on. Feature format number eight: Cosmic Power. Is there extra terrestrial? Is there extraterrestrial life in the universe? The answer is resounding and terrifying, terrifyingly yes. Luckily, not all is dark in the darkness of space. So that this power cosmic format is July 1st, 2020 to September 31st, 2020. Your main character must be from one of the following teams. Fantastic Four, Frightful, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inhumans, Leviathans, Predators, Syndicate, Xenomorphs. So you got eight teams that you got to choose from for Gen Con. That is going to be very interesting. And here's something I thought was interesting that caught my eye out the gate. Syndicate is the only photo team. I think they are going to have a serious, serious advantage because by being the only photo photo team, they're going to have access to stuff that none of these other characters are going to have access to. So you got stuff like um, Last One, um, just having access to some of these uh, plot twists. And, and I think this is going to be interesting to see which syndicate character can last long enough and be able to pull stuff off. Um, so like I said, uh, that's, that's mm-hmm. definitely going to be that's definitely going to be interesting. We haven't seen Fantastic Four and Frightful yet, but we do know that certain characters and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inhumans, Predators, you know, we know they can bring the heat. I really don't know what Xenomorphs is going to do. 
if they're going to have like combination of stuff that they can do. Are they going to be able to last long enough just because they got multiple health, you know, in the early game? So I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what they're going to be able to pull off, you know. I think it'll depend on how aggressive some of these decks are. You know, so like I said, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <sighs> Thoughts on the All format? Right, man. All right, let's let's get into it, right? First of all, first thing I thought when I saw this format was, what the crap? And the reason I said yeah. that was because yeah. these teams, so many of these teams are teams with MCs that people just aren't playing. Yeah. And for me, look that at is looking at you, Medusa. Looking at you, that Medusa. That is freaking awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Why? Because we're being forced to build. We're being forced to look at new things and do new things. That's true. And we now we know we haven't touched. Uh, they haven't really touched the illustrated universe in a while. But between now and then, we're going to get a bunch of new packs. So we're going to get some stuff that that will add to whatever is here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We, we've had some cards that uh, were added that actually helped these teams. Yeah. Especially since it's space. Mm-hmm. That just weren't getting played. So I think what's going to happen is people are going to look at, look at these MCs. And they're going to start looking at the cards that have been released and they're going to start retooling and rechecking things. And they're going to discover things that they didn't realize before. Yeah. And that alone makes this interesting. Not to mention, Fantastic Four is a, we, we're finally getting them. And I can't wait to see uh, how they put the, that team out there mm-hmm. as, you know, the mechanics for that team. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the first human-based team with, with uh, space superpowers. Um, it's, I, I'm just really interested in seeing what they do. Now, that being said, when I saw Frightful 4, I was like, uh-oh. And, and, and that it kind of scared me a bit because, you know, I've read a lot of comic books in my life, and I know that Doom has never been innocent in the Frightful 4. So, uh, there have been a lot of characters that were in the Fractal Four temporarily, but Doom is not one of them. So I don't know if Doom is getting his own separate team, but his he's not listed on this format. So, so you telling me that Frightful is a team? What are they like? Frightful the polar Four. opposite of of Fantastic Four? That's exactly what they were. So when they first came out, I don't know if you remember the Wizard, the Wizard. It was Sandman. Uh, it was a brainwashed Medusa. And it was the Trapster. He, well, at the time, he was Pace Pot P. But it was the Trapster. They were the original four. And they, you know, they, 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 they were kind of set up as like an opposite or an alternate uh, Fantastic Four, like an evil version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, throughout the years, there have been many different members of you know, on a team like Hydro Man and Titania, you know, you know, you know how the the run of the mill New York villains, right? The roster just uh, cycles you know, out. Claw and you know a whole bunch of different characters, some powerful, some not. But Doom has never been a part of this team. 
So this is not encouraging. It's, it's it's not it's it's not that I don't I don't care if Doom is a part of the format. My question is, is Doom a part of this arc? Is Doom a part of the game? Period. Not even the arc. That's we what already, I mean. We already know that X Men is coming up after this, so that means we waited for 2020 to come around, and now it sounded like Doom not even coming out this year. I I don't know. You know I don't. I, <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't recall exactly what they said the releases would be for the Fantastic Four art. Maybe Doom has its own. He don't. Lock. He don't because Frightful, Fantastic, and Frightful is the first set. Then it's Fantastic. Then it's Frightful. So that's three months. Uh, oof. Who? Well. <laughs> You know, man. <laughs> see, ignorance, hey. ignorance was bliss, dude. Ignorance was bliss. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Ugh. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't read, I haven't been reading comic books for like the last three years. So maybe I'm wrong. But from what I recall, Dr. Doom is not a part of Frightful Four in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, but you never know, man. If you know, maybe that maybe there'll be some big size. Maybe there'll be a big size box in the first one. Maybe Doom will be just be a part of it. He just won't be a part of his, you know, of those two teams. You know, maybe he'll have his own separate thing going on. So you mean like uh, how we had monsters? We had we got three villainous teams in uh in the X Files set. Right. Maybe it'll be something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give some optimism out here, man. You know, I know a lot of people in the community and you yourself, as well as Dawson, is really looking forward to seeing Doom. I'm just saying, I don't know if we go see him right now. <laughs> Dude, I have to wait a little longer. This sounds like some junk to get people to quit the game. <laughs> you got us wait. We all knew. We all no, man, no. That's gonna be for another podcast. That's gonna be for another podcast, dude. Hey man, that's gonna be for another podcast. But this is gonna be an interesting format because, like I said, I think I think these teams, like Fantastic Four, I could easily have, see them having Earth and space based powers. You know, because only ones that's really taking advantage of space is Predators on this whole team. That's the only ones that's taking advantage of space. Uh, Xenomorphs can, and Predators do, but uh, and they have a lot of boost now with the um, because what does the space location do? Because I know we got Novacorp as the um, the space plot twist, but what's the space location? That's a that is a powerful card. The space Not location. No, Novacorp. Novacorp. Oh yeah, my goodness. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially uh, late game. Space location is um, Milano. That's powerful too. Oh yeah, there we go, Milano. Yeah, getting counters and getting the uh, flight range. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. I, I can definitely see the Xenomorphs abusing that oh, for sure. Especially since only one of them got range. You know, and then just having access to them having flight and range means it's like some of them got ferocious, and it's like, psh, yeah, that that's that can get ridiculous real quick. And getting counters too, yeah, yeah. that can get ridiculous that's real what, quick. That's what I meant, man. We just 
We just haven't explored this stuff yet. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. So, like I said, we'll see how it. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out because um, some of these older teams. Because I think it's awkward having Guardians of the Galaxy in there when they have older MCs. And same thing with Inhumans and Leviathans. They only Leviathans only got one MC. You know, so. Um, and now that I think about it, does Leviathan Mother even use space? Yeah, she does. She does. Okay. So, like I said, we'll see how. I don't know. We'll see how that goes down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. I'm just, I'm just, I really have no idea what's strong in this format. And that's what I like. Yeah. I really don't. I have, I can't. I mean, there was a time when like Groot was like extremely strong, but I don't know if he still is. Um, right, so. right. It's so many ways to knock counters off a group. You know, um, you got out of combat stuns now. Um, like I said, it's uh, mm, it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I think Medusa's still gonna suck though. So that'll uh, that'll be know. that. Cause we'll probably uh, get another Medusa MC. She maybe a frightful four. <laughs> Medusa might have two MCs before Doom has one. <laughs> wow oh, there's a thought <laughs> there is a de- no it's not it's depressing <laughs> that's terrible oh man <laughs> man nope. so uh, any other thoughts on this uh, for the format uh, I think I've said enough alright so Go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Looking forward to these seeing these formats in action. Like I said, hopefully as a team we can get together and have a live feed going for uh um, you know good versus evil. See how that goes. And uh also depends on how close we get to Gen Con, how much testing we'll have to do. So because that's one of the reasons why we didn't have a live feed last time format was going on, but we had to jump into the testing for Gen Con, so yeah. But uh go ahead and hopefully we can at least do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think good versus evil is is gonna be interesting. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and uh wrap this up. It's your boy Cell. Finally. All right, so signing out for now. You want to reach out to us, you can always contact us at team apex for the win at gmail dot com. We'll see you guys in the collective. Later. Peace.